weeks ago, we watched, um, we watched, uh, it was after church, and we watched Queer Eye with, like, all the old people here. Oh, yeah. And it was one of the most interesting experiences I've ever gone through my whole entire life. That's the intro to the podcast. <laughs> Hello, I'm Elle Bishop, and this is a gifted burnout kid talking. Um, not gonna lie to you, I made this podcast for an English class. What's up, Professor Rader? Hey, Nick, please give me an A. I'd appreciate it. Anyways, so today, I'm gonna be talking about everyone's favorite little cute, casual conversation, uh, religion and politics. Because, you know, the holidays are coming up, some of us have some conservative family members we gotta put in their place so let's get into it all right so i first got into this subject my junior year of high school because i was taking an ap language and composition class we were doing speeches right and this one little bitch was like i'm gonna do my speech on why we should repeal the 19th amendment the amendment that gave women the right to vote because the bible says that women should be submissive to men and that pissed me off because i was raised pretty religious and i was like that's not what this shit is about because i want to keep my right to vote thank you very much so i decided to write my speech basically on why she was wrong because you know the bible isn't relevant to politics in any way separation of church and state baby over the years as i've gotten more educated i've learned some things that would have helped me out in that little speech like the next year i took ap government and i was like oh my god there's all these cool things that i didn't know about and then my freshman year of college i took a philosophy class where we talked about morality and ethics and religion and politics and whatnot and i learned some things there that i was like oh my god this could have helped me so here's my redemption i think what makes me the most angered about all of it is just the hypocrisy of it all you got christians who will be like abortion is bad you're killing babies whatever and the bible doesn't say shit about abortion so we can start there but they'll just go on and on about that and they're not gonna talk about how jesus said matthew nineteen twenty four, and again i say to you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven but you know all these u.s people are like that's the american dream work hard get rich But, like, Jesus didn't want you to be rich. And they'll just go off about abortion, which is not even in the Bible. And, you know, they'll be homophobic. (laughs) Mike Pence in 2006 supporting the Marriage Protection Amendment. A literal proposed amendment that was supposed to make marriage only be considered between a man and a woman. The most commonly used verse to excuse homophobia is Leviticus 18.22, which states do not have sexual relationships with a man as one does with a woman. Basically just saying men shouldn't sleep with men. But, you know, a lot of scholars have said it's supposed to be about pedophilia. But that's another conversation. Anyways, Pence uses his little homophobic statement on the floor of the house saying that marriage is meant to be with a woman and a man and that was quote-unquote god's idea and this man is just ignoring the fact that the next page of leviticus leviticus 19:27 states do not cut the hair at the sides of your head or clip off the edges of your beard and we all saw that little meme of mike pence with that goddamn fly in his hair at the vice presidential debate in 2020 and his hair looked pretty short to me i think 
think that was a fresh cut, sir. You don't have a beard. So you're just hypocritical enough to believe that gay people are going to hell and shouldn't be able to get married because of 1822 when you want to make it a crime, but you don't want to arrest all the barbers in the world. Like, tell me how that adds up, Mr. Mike Pence. It really doesn't. You are either a dumbass or a hypocrite. Which one is it, sir? No cherry picking Beyond this, let me go to Judith Jarvis Thompson's um, A Defense of Abortion. This is a pretty well-renowned philosophical biomedical ethics work. And she has a section of her A Defense of Abortion that she discusses the story of the Good Samaritan. She brings up this concept of a minimally decent Samaritan. So basically saying that like you aren't even required to do the bare minimum for other people by law, but they want women to give their bodies to these fetuses and judith jarvis thompson is actually going under the assumption that fetuses souls at conception and she's saying basically that women are being forced by the law to give up their bodies for this other person when it's the only law that requires humans to give up something for someone else's well-being really and the same people who are yelling about abortion being murder are the same ones who want to you know not support healthcare plans that help people who can't afford it the same like, people who are saying that abortion should not be legal are paying for like back alley abortions for their mistresses and supporting tax cuts for the rich i'd like to add my own analogy it's pretty similar but it's like if you have a father and a daughter and the daughter needs a blood transfusion and the only donor in the world who can possibly give it to her because she has some rare blood type is her father and the father doesn't give her the blood type he's not going to get arrested he's responsible for her existence even and so that invalidates the little argument that's like the mother chose to bring the daughter or child into existence she must carry it and maintain its life but if a father was to be the only blood match for the daughter he wouldn't be arrested for not giving up blood abortion is one of the only laws that requires people to give up something else give up time energy resources for someone else's existence and just because you believe something isn't morally correct like it wouldn't be morally correct to let your child die doesn't mean that it should be illegal i also went to lutheran campus ministry today and i got some perspectives from some you know practicing christians so i'm just gonna cut into that i'm gonna go ahead and warn you it's pretty noisy because it's in a fellowship hall but here are some christians views on it hope you enjoy i okay so i grew up in uh like a southern baptist church and it was like a huge thing that everyone was like, oh, we're very like nice, old, kind of wealthier people. And that was more important than being like a nice Christian person. And if you just happened to be like racist or homophobic or whatever, that was okay as long as you like looked good. Right. And I always very much hated that. And there was always not even subtle like undertones of like racism and homophobia like in sermons and I, it really it 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 was bad i also just feel like like if the way that you personally read the bible is that homophobia is bad or no that's the wrong word homosexuality <laughs> is bad like you know you do you don't marry someone of the same gender i don't care but 
the overarching message of the Bible is like, love thy neighbor, don't judge other people. So like, even if you think that someone's going to hell for being gay, why do you care enough? Yeah, mind your own business. Yeah, like just don't do what you think is wrong yourself. Live your life how you want to, but then let other people do what they, like let other people be who they are too, because it's not your job to fix anything. I think you just need to read the Bible from the beginning to the end, and you just um, need to see it in overall, not just for a um, certain verse or something like that. Mm-hmm. But because everything is just um, linked to it, like mm-hmm. everything is just attached, but it's not going um, one by one. Yeah, no cherry picking here. Yes. You don't do that. The Bible is love. We aren't my pens. Yeah, and it's really just, nice, really good. Like freedom of religion means that you are free to not do things that are against your religion. Yeah. Not make other people not allowed to do things mm-hmm. because of your religion. Yeah, do the things that make you happy, but like don't make other people do things to make you happy. Yeah. Mm. Plus, you're just like reading the Bible wrong. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, love you, me. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Mm. They put the chapel up on like school property and oh, they're calling it yes. like multi like you know religious or whatever when it's literally in the form of a Christian chapel mm-hmm. and has chapel written in front of it like yeah. it's upside down boat architecture you know we actually talked about that here and P Josh uh, talked to some of the like priests or like leaders or whatever from other religions mm-hmm. like in Clemson they were like yeah kind of feels bad but. Mm, not surprised yeah there's like just an implicit bias there yeah because you know welcome to the u.s bible belt yeah so yeah that's about it thank you for sticking with me this long i will add that the lutheran campus ministry is an evangelical lutheran church of america association which is a extremely progressive christian group so the perspectives you just heard were relatively progressive christians so anyways have a lovely day that's about all i gotta say thank you for listening this song peace out girl scout i think i finished my interview for the podcast yeah this is just recording this is just recording (laughs) oh like to say about oh. religion being weaponized for bigotry we, yeah we, it's no good <laughs> bad don't do it bad jesus loves everybody yeah <laughs>